Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And it's a Judy Garland Christmas. Isn't it just? Because we've just, after having reviewed Judy with Renny Zellberg, mm-hmm. Judy, we followed up the immediate film we followed up with that we saw after, well, not straight after, but the next film we saw was Judy Garland herself in Meet Me in St. Louis. <sighs> which is this year's, <laughs> this year's classic Christmas film for us at the Lighthouse. Yes. There was a number of them, but that was the one we picked for this year. Yeah. And that was your first time seeing it. Yes, it was. That's why I picked it. Right. Well, we picked it because... No, I picked it and yes. I invited you. <laughs> How dare I give you credit for this? <laughs> yeah, so because I hadn't seen it and I was told it was brilliant. By Emma, actually. And were you... Was Emma correct in telling you this? Absolutely. Did you enjoy it? I, I, I had the best time. <laughs> I wished it would never end. <laughs> it was just the most magical and surreal kind of film Mm -hmm. in the way that in no way would this ever happen oh reality no i mean it's it's of its time this is what i was saying you couldn't make a film like that now yeah and because people would just sneer at it or snigger and you can it works because it's of its time yeah like we were laughing at some of the datedness of it yeah but loving it for that it's like loving it simple a simple child, but just an innocent child, yeah. if you like. Um, but it's lovely. It's oh, it's so nice. So sweet. Yeah. And what really struck me was right at the end, the scene where um, Judy Garland and her beau are outside in the garden. She's wearing, they're standing under a tree mm. and it's a garden. And I said, it's just a perfect Christmas card picture. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I said, just that never existed in reality. Yeah. It's so of the 1940s. I found it from 1944. And it's so the way, like everything is soft focus. The lighting is perfect. It's yeah, just they almost look cartoonish. Just, yeah, they look like porcelain yeah. dolls almost. The skin is so perfect. The light perfect. is shining off their skin. Yeah, and their and so hair. Yeah. The hair is just so perfect. Like asymmetrical. Style. Style that it's just like, it just looks that it had been like perfectly styled within an inch of its life. Yeah. Like, Within seconds before the film yeah, is shot. Yeah. yeah. And the lighting is just to highlight every nuance of it. It's yeah. a whole lot. It's all beautifully crafted. Yeah. And it's just so... That's what cinema was in mm. the 1930s and 40s, you see. 
that's it's such a shame that that can't exist anymore. I know, yeah. Like you can go back and make all these nostalgic films or whatever, but as soon as you do, if you saw a modern actor mm. of, t- of today, like Rennie Zellberg herself, in a role like that, you just wouldn't take it seriously. No, you just you say, wouldn't. oh, what? No. Because apart from it, you know too much about the people themselves. Yeah. At the time in the 1940s, they knew nothing, all they knew about Judy Garland was what they saw in the film. Yeah. So they knew nothing about her, and we've discussed how horrible her life was also. Yeah. But that was everything was closeted. All you so that's why they were gods and goddesses, and it really comes across. These are different people from us. Yeah. They're not yeah. like us at yeah. all. Yeah. And everything is so this most serious problem. And it's clearly meant to be a joke. Yeah. The serious problem they have are just the most trivial yeah. of oh, silly moving things. to New York. Like, well no, I can see that as being a major thing yeah. because oh, no, the, whole but the, the whole thing about the suit was just, just I thought was the most amazing thing ever. Oh the tuxedo. The tuxedo, yeah, when he says, Oh well, the shop is closed. Well can't you get the tailor to open it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my you spoiled little brat you oh no no, no i know i know but that, like in real world oh yeah what, like if someone said that to me, you'd be like excuse me no i can't like, <laughs> i'm not gonna go over and, and disturb that man to open the tailor but the, his his answer's like um what's her name judy carol esther oh, esther yeah. i'm sorry but there's nothing i can do <laughs> And then the old man comes in, the grandfather, and says, well, I have a suit that needs an outing. Immediately, I would go, well, give it to your man next door, because he wants to take me to the dance. Yeah, this is all I could think of at the time. Both of us just said, like, why doesn't he get this suit? Because yeah. this is the problem. Was that said, why doesn't he wear his father's suit? It was his father's suit. <laughs> but that's to say, the whole way through, it's... Like, it's very patriarchal in that yeah. the father is in total control. So he decides yeah. everything for the family. So it's his decision to move. Mm-hmm. And they're all upset about it, but they don't have any say. Yeah. They can complain, but it's his decision. Mm. So their entire lives are upended. They all have to leave their schools, their friends, their home, live in an apartment yeah. in New York. But only because, it, and not even that they need to. It's just improves his career. Yeah. It's not even that he has to do this for his job. Yeah. His, it's for promotion. Yeah. So he's all that matters. They are just yeah. appendages to him. But yeah, he, it's very much like, obviously that time, because it would be as like, well, I'm the one that pays oh, yeah. for this life, so we have to do it because obviously the whole argument would be it'll better our lives or whatever, and can, you can we can keep affording the things we can afford. Yeah. yeah. But I just love the reaction to all of it. It's just so overdramatic lady, like, oh! Oh, no! <laughs> no, I'll burst you to tears. But it's 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 a completely understandable in its own little world. But like even watching it, and they were like, "Oh no!" Oh, and then they ran up to to, to cry or whatever. I just remember when my dad told me we were moving to Ireland. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but he was right. He was. He was. To be fair, he was. But I was just like, the "Man is always no, right." No, I'm staying here. I said to him, <laughs> "You can go. I'm over eighteen now. I'm staying here." But of course, I went. Because at the end of the day, us women have no say in the matter. You said that as if, it, <laughs> and, and we shouldn't, is the way you meant that. I completely disagree. But. Yes. So it's a lovely film. Yes, I, I, have, I really liked it because it reminded me of my childhood. And still during our childhood, like kids, I don't know now, obviously. But when we were kids, it was still like that to try and get boys. Okay. And it's like, oh, we have all the right to stay in our own porch. And you'd stay oh, yeah. there and you'd brush your hair and you'd be, well, at least my, my friends and I would, maybe other people who are not as More self-centered as we are. <laughs> <laughs> would but, do yeah, that. but again, that's, that's the main crisis to mm. them. 
And this what, what struck me about it was like this is like the American version of Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice yeah. is much the same thing. Like the only plan in a woman's life is to get a man. To get yeah, to get and married. And get married yeah. and get married young. Yeah. And this the whole thing of she'll be an old maid because she's in her twenties and not yeah. married. Uh, but that, that's all, and it's the same thing of that era as well, because Gone with the Wind is the same until mm. the war comes into it. And this is like, whereas meanwhile, the father is off. Like, father's absent for most of the film. Mm. It's all about the women. But well, he's, he's just off there to, to deliver work. these lines that changes their lives, yeah. basically. Because he's the god yeah. overall. Yeah. Know. And even when he comes back for dinner, and the whole crisis of they have to have dinner early yeah. so that the older daughter can take a phone call in privacy. Mm. And he says, no, I'm having my bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he has spoken. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, and what did you think of the music, the songs? Oh, lovely. I kept forgetting it was a musical because I got co- caught up with the story and yeah. the way it was going. That then at one point when they had the party yeah. and they were breaking into song, I was going, oh, that, that, this just must be a singing bit. And then suddenly going, no, actually, it's a musical. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. And then it went on for ages and it was great. Yeah. Oh, I, I, and I loved the kid, the younger one, Tootsie. Mm-hmm. I think I absolutely loved her from the start. The whole thing of like, my doll has four fatal diseases. <laughs> and your man on the horse said, only takes one. <laughs> <laughs> but She's it, going to die tonight. <laughs> She's very dark. Oh yeah, it's really funny. But yeah, everything's like got the little girl kind of thing. But she's like she has her own, like she loves funerals. Yeah. And then when she says when they have to move, I'll have to dig up all my dolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so out there. Yeah. I guess a joke out there. But everything was perfectly slotted in. Yeah. Like every yeah. even the maid. Oh yeah. Like, um, but that's Katie. the typical even in Mary Poppins there was that the whole opinionated maid oh yeah but like at the end of the day obviously they've they're just there as like a a comic relief for the family basically like yeah. they are ah, she's funny she's a tough one but you know she's still the maid kind of oh, thing yeah. well i mean that that was marjorie main and she was famous for appearing that's that's the character she played in every film okay that she was in, always that character and she did a series called ma and pa kettle which was herself and her husband, and she was always embarrassing her ch- her grown up children by her behaviour. Mm. And this was the comedy was, but they really loved her ultimately. Like mm. she was real coarse and so on. And Hugh Leonard wrote about like he went to uh, pl- films in the thirties in Dublin, and he said he'd go with his mother, and his mother would all be shouting her to the audience, "That's it, they all turn on you." And you go <laughs> upset. That's typical. They defend it. like not seeing yeah. it as a comedy, yeah. but seeing it as a tragedy. Yeah. That this how your children turn on you when they grow up. They don't respect you after all you did for them. <laughs> she was. Sh- he said he was so. Every he hated Marjorie because every time they went to see those films, it always happened. He was just so embarrassed. And I could just. Uh, that's what I was thinking while I was watching. It. I said, "Yeah, I could just imagine <laughs> that sort of thing." Yeah. Um. What else was I going to say? I was thinking. I was going to say. No, I forgot. Anyway. So what we said about the photography of it, the fact that it is very much of its time and the costumes the 1940s. Are yeah. It's like it's it's full like it's MGM like they yeah. were the cream of the cream but it's full on the best of everything. Yeah. is in there. And the scene like it's all filmed on a set. Mm. You can well all films were at the time. But you forget that. Like it feels like the, even when they go into the buggy and it's the dirt track that they're getting going. It's just yeah. after a while I was saying, yeah, but that's just in a studio. Yeah. Like that's and maybe I thought that too. Yeah, I, yeah. at one stage I was like, oh my god, like because of the house and all. Mm-hmm. And I said, it has to be a studio. But then again, I was like, yeah, but they must have spent a lot of money and like obviously effort to make it not look like a studio, even at that time. And they did it brilliantly because you forgot about it. Yeah. You knew because you're like, oh, it's the 40s and you wonder, how do they do all this? And you're like, oh, it's probably a studio. But then you forgot about it throughout the film, 
which was lovely. And the house looked like a dollhouse. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, everything's perfect. Yeah. Everything yeah. is so beautiful and idealized. Mm. And it's an idealized memory of that time, like set in 1903. But yeah, like everything was made in the studio. Like that exact same location would have been used for Gone with the Wind and was used for all other films in MGM at the time. They just took everything down and rebuilt something else. Yeah. It's all, Wizard of Oz was probably filmed there. Yeah, so for all, yeah, for probably, the, It's yeah, all like yeah. just, it's one big warehouse that they just turned, they never went on location mm. at, for anything. Everything was filmed in the studio because they had total control. And you can see it. It's so controlled. Yeah. Everything is exactly as they want it to be. There's yeah. no elements interfering or anything like that it's so that's why it's so utterly artificial and chocolate boxy and perfect because of that yeah and when you think of it, it was made in 1944 the war was on yeah like this is the horror that was well, going yeah, on in the world why. at the time like people probably loved the film oh, it was pure escapism yeah, for that yeah but this is what i always find fascinating like as i said watching something like because judy garland is so good in this mm. she is lovely she's uh, funny she's Perfect performance and her singing is astounding. Yeah. Like, I mean, when it comes on, like one of the songs, the trolley song, there's other people yeah. start off singing it and it's just a nice little song. And then she just takes over yeah. and it's monumental. And that's why you're watching it. She's brilliant, everything about her. And then you keep thinking, yeah, but look at all that was happening in her, her life. And I kept thinking, that, I was like, look at, look at her, how beautiful she's. I'm like, yeah, but she's not eating. They're yeah. not letting her eat. And I kept I, and looking at her, I was like, that poor girl. A bits of it, like even when she was she was wearing at the one of the first scenes, she was wearing this the striped blue and white oh, dress yeah. at the start when she's looking out the window and she goes up the stairs and then she comes back to the window and that whole like dance kind of choreographed thing and I was looking at her waist I was like oh you poor thing I'd say you are dying under there yeah doing all this well remember the scene with the corset. Yeah. And I mean, that was of the time. The yeah. Women were forced to wear corsets to make them as thin as possible yeah. and also to stop them breeding properly. Yeah. Like it was total control because they couldn't breed. Yeah. They, re they even emphasized that in this. Yeah. But she fits in it. Yeah. Like looking at, like that's not special effects. She, yeah. Her waist is really that thin. When yeah. So that is clearly from them forcing her to starve. Yeah. So all she was going through, that's what I'm saying. It's a beautiful, perfect cover yeah for the horror that was going on underneath yeah. as i said in the world as well like the yeah. second world war was going on and also she i remember in the film that we saw of her about her she was taking pills to stay awake and i was actually yeah. wondering i was like does she have the energy there or is she just under a lot of fucking pills well she would have been because they all yeah. were it's this but i mean this was standard mm. it was benzedrine which i think is speed something that's cocaine but everyone was on it it mm. wasn't like she was forced to take it but without, yeah. no one even realised how serious or dangerous it was yeah. it was just this new powerful drug that as soon as you took it you were wide awake and fully alert mm. and then once you were finished working, we'll give you another drink to sleep because you need to sleep and then sleep so they just it was like it was horrible but they didn't realise the horror they were yeah. doing yeah. and so that's because they would be filming at all hours they could be filming for 24 hours on non-stop yeah. and particularly if it's a set they have it all in total control so it is and I often find for any, any film with Marilyn Monroe in it you think of that the tragedy of her life and yeah. then she's in these lovely sweet little comedies Yeah. and it's the same with this this is just such a lovely little film but all that horror that went on it's worth well, it's not worth it's it it's not worth but it but it doesn't matter because it's such a in this regard from the film because it's just such a perfect little piece yes and extremely Christmas. sexist but yes it's a lovely oh yeah but it's, you indulge it well obviously because like, at the time it was obviously like that. Women yeah. at that time, especially in the 40s, women were still... The subservient. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. But, even, like, but it, this almost sends it up because it's even more subservient. It's mm. back to 1903 when they wouldn't have had the vote or yeah, anything. Yeah, So true. of course they're... Like it is 
almost mocking it mm. that this is clearly not the right way to do things and now we're more advanced on like what I was glad of is there's no black servants in it because at that yeah. time if they had anyone they would have been just total fools this is how they portray black people at mm. the time and it was just anytime I see that now in any films that I, hear, I just can't watch it because it's just so uncomfortable yeah. you're immediately aware yeah that's just so offensive yeah and there's nothing really in here in that yeah it's just a perfect Christmas film but it's funny was watching we watched like the cinema was fairly full yeah there's a good crowd there when I saw it I, I haven't seen it since 88 that was the last time I saw it and I saw it in New York that was before I was born oh <laughs> like 31 years ago <laughs> and I saw it in a double bill with The Wizard of Oz mm. but it was a, in September like these are films you should see mm. at Christmas and there was only about four of us in the cinema and it was just and the cinema was cold I just remember not enjoying this experience at all sitting mm. there for four hours watching these typical Christmassy films yesterday was just wonderful yeah uh, it was just pure joy from the yeah. start. as soon as it started just said, oh, I'm really going to. You just relax into it, mm. luxuriate in it. Especially because of the way, even the the opening, is done. I love the the old opening, like the opening credits. Yeah. Because they're cards with people's names on it. It's not even like a, you know when they already have the film and then the names start appearing in the corners. Sort of. No, yeah. it's really like meet me in Saint Louis, and then the names of the people in the in the cast, and then yeah. the names of the and you have to go through that, and you actually end up reading them. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're sitting Cause there. Because they're at the start of the film. Yeah. You're not walking out. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I mean, and there's so much information packed into each card as much yeah. as possible. Every single person involved. And then the, there's no end credits. It's just the end. Yeah. And then it even felt strange yesterday when it just came up at the end. And then you're kind of waiting for something. For yeah. And I said, no, I know there's nothing else to come. Like the film yeah. is over. We're leave. Why haven't they turned the lights on? It's almost the projector says, oh, God, it's over. <laughs> so. Yes. It was absolutely lovely. So that's this year's Christmas hit. Yes. And what are you going to give it? A 10, ten? obviously. Because you, you can't really rate well, a, a classic, classic yeah. like that. Yeah. And I'll give it five stars for the same reason. Great. Okay. So our next podcast, hopefully, will be our review of the year. Yeah. Our favourite thing to do. Yes. The only reason we do this all year round well, is just to Well, other than the Oscars. Okay. I love doing the Oscars. Well, there are two favourite things that are coming up soon, but our, the first of them will be our review of the year, which we hope to have for you sometime in February. Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis. <laughs> and that's all I know, actually. Thanks. It's meet me at the fair then, isn't it? Meet me at the fair. No? That's right. I think that might be a completely different song. <laughs> Any minute now, tale as old as time. <laughs> Part of that world. Merry Christmas. Have a very, very merry Christmas. Dream about your heart's desire Christmas Eve when you retire Santa Claus will stop And I know he'll drop Exactly what you wanted from your chimney top So be jolly have a holiday as gay as holly may the ones you love be near you with the laugh of friends to cheer you when the church bells ring 
and you hear the joyful hymn they chant. 